lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. Hello, everybody out there in the world. It's me, David, and Abner here on a Thursday night. So we're having another podcast this week so we can talk about uh, yesterday's game, if you even want to call it that. And then we're going to preview the upcoming game um, this weekend. But before I get into, uh, you know, reviewing the game that happened, Abner, uh, let's talk about some good news first, right? Big news, everybody's talking about your boy, the man, the myth, the legend, the GOAT. Messi is coming to MLS. Woo-woo! Wow. That's all I can say. Wow. That's crazy, right? Coming, right? Oh, man, dude. It, you know, like Barcelona, you know, I followed them uh, religiously. So there was a lot of talks between them and Messi, and it kept going back and forth. And then uh, Miami, obviously, <laughs> like somebody said, it, a long overdue rumor <laughs> for a long yeah. time that we heard that he was going to come to the Miami. Um, and yeah, he came here, man. Turned down, I think the highest was like $1.6 is what they offered again. And so at the end of the day, uh, yeah, he chose Inter Miami, bro. That's crazy. That's that's insane. Yeah, and that that one point six billion dollars offer was from the, the Saudi Arabian club. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Al Halil or something like that. Um, but he, the, so he had said that he didn't want if he's going to leave PSG, he's not going to play for any other European club besides Barcelona. And we saw what happened, um, you know, last time is Barcelona had to get rid of Messi because of the all the financial situations that they were in. So they were trying to move things around, but in order to get Messi, he would have to take like a, a big pay cut. Uh, player, he'd have to get rid of a couple players, and they would have to have players to also take pay cuts. So it just wasn't going to make it work. So that pretty much left uh, the Saudi Arabia club and then Inter Miami. And Messi chose Inter Miami. Um, a lot of it had to do with his family uh, wanting to move here instead of obviously you know moving to Saudi Arabia. So a lot of it had to do with his family, but the contract details are pretty crazy. So we all remember when Beckham came and the kind of contract he got. He got, you know, whatever his base salary was. He had a cut of the t-shirt jersey sales. Um, and then he also got that clause in his contract that he could buy an expansion team for $25 million, which is a steal because we just saw San Diego pay $500 million for an expansion side. But Messi's contract, it's and it's still like coming out, so it's all like you know what people have reportedly um, are seeing. But his base salary will be fifty million dollars a year, so he'll be a DP. He gets part ownership in Inter Miami. Don't know how much that is, um, but obviously owning any part of a, a, a franchise franchise worth millions of dollars, it's you know it's going to be a pretty pretty good payout. And he's going to get a cut of the uh, the Apple new subscribers. That's new. And then he's going to get a cut of the Adidas jersey sale, so similar to what Beckham has. And then the last part is he has the opportunity to also purchase an MLS club. So he won't get that $25 million sweetheart deal, but he'll have the option. And obviously, he's not getting a billion dollars, but uh, he's getting a lot. <laughs> yeah, I also heard he got three electoral votes as well with the, uh, the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy, man. But they said, I think, well, he signed like a four-year deal. Um, they say like at the end of it, you know, after all the, you know, the money and all that is going to come, he's going to get, you know, it's, it's going to get bigger. So I should say, man, I'm, I'm excited, you know, um, you know, it, I'm have almost the same excitement 
um, if not equal, a lot more uh, with the opportunity when I got to go watch uh, Ronaldinho, who um, is one of my is is my favorite player. Um, when he played for Barcelona, I did follow him, and then he was able to come here. Um, Where did you see him at? I here at the Georgia Dome. Oh, I yeah, they played. One. They played uh, Club America. It was a while back. It was uh, shoot, I don't know, 2009, 2010, maybe. Wait, what do you mean, Club America? Roger didn't play for America. No, he played against. Uh, he was with AC Milan. And then oh, they, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it was AC Milan versus. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, America. AC Milan was America. And dude, when I tell you, like this dude's feet was phenomenal, man. It yeah, it was something else, man. I was right there, right behind a goal. Um, you know, at that time, I think I paid like about 175 for that ticket. Dang! Um, you see how many tick, how much is going for Messi uh, for the well, tickets it, here? It, it's funny because the, the rumors started coming out first, so people weren't really sure, and then it started to become come clear the other day, and you could see the ticket prices just increasing, increasing, and they were like uh, they were 100, 150, and then they were 200, 300, and then Charlotte and Atlanta and at Atlanta for the Inter Miami game. They expanded the seating to be full capacity than the lower bowl seating how they use that they were gonna have for that game. So I mean now that you're seeing tickets uh like a thousand dollars and up. And even in Inter Miami with their stadium, uh, because obviously they I think they only play in like a twenty thousand seat stadium. Yep, 18, Those yeah. tickets are ridiculously expensive now too. Yeah, wait, crazy part, David, I was I was actually surprised they wouldn't they weren't gonna open the upper bowl anyways. Um, just because that's Joseph Martinez' return, I figured Atlanta was going to do something special for him or something like that. So I figured they would at least open, you know, because that would have been a big game. I think a lot of people would have been interested interested uh, to go watch, uh, you know, Joseph Martinez return to Atlanta. Uh, but now that yeah, Messi's here, but now that Messi's here, you know, that's <laughs> that kind of overshadows everything, right? So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, luckily, though, like um, I heard the rumors last night. Uh, tickets were going for like $49 for the Miami game. I did not pull the trigger just because I, w- I was like, I wasn't sure, which I should have. Uh, but I was like, you know, and then like the next day, you know, they went up to about $82 per ticket uh, early in the morning. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to jump the gun. I'm just going to get two tickets. If, you know, if, if Messi doesn't come, then, you know, at least it's a, you know, we get to watch Joseph Martinez return. So it's not going to be a bad game. Um, and you know it is what it is and uh yeah so now it looks like it kind of paid dividends uh <laughs> for me getting those tickets because what i pay for two tickets is what a lot of people are gonna be paying for face value uh, in the uh in the uh in the 300 section yeah you you, you might want to try to sell them if you get uh <sighs> insider information if Messi's gonna be loaned out or something uh, but yeah, it'll I'm be sure interesting imagine. to see because uh, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But there's always a possibility that he could get loaned out. Like that's what Beckham did. Uh, but I don't, you know, if it, he he has, doesn't have to worry about, um, uh, you know, obviously losing his spot. I think with Argentina, he's the greatest to ever do it. So that's usually some players' concerns when they come to MLS is, hey, am I going to be able to still compete for a spot on the national team? Clearly, he's going to be there. Um, and at times, you know, everything times in well. You got Messi coming now, and then you got the World Cup in the U.S. and Mexico, Canada, in 2026. So with all that wrapped together, I mean, I think this is probably the best uh, scenario we have to really uh, boost the game here in the states. 
Oh yeah, man, for sure. And um, so it's it just so many variables are gonna go into it. And like, when I was talking to one of my buddies, he's like, "Dude, like, I want to get a ticket, but getting that guarantee that he's gonna play. I mean, that's 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 one risk a lot of these people are taking. You know, uh, not knowing if you know he's gonna come play or not or anything like that. So, uh, dude, it's big for MLS. It's big for um, you know everybody that you know Inter Milan's gonna be playing because you know they know that to Miami. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Inter Miami. Yeah, that's why. That's why they tried to sue them, so people like you wouldn't do that. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, so teams like you know, um, all the teams are going to benefit because they know that they can open. You know, even when they play in the uh, big stadiums, they can open it up and make a profit off that. So uh, it's crazy, man. It's 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 insane. I'm still not like you know, still kind of like like Messi's really coming to the MLS. Like yeah, you know, it, it, it's going to be cool when he when like every week just to see each stadium and how they welcome Messi because everywhere he goes it's going to be packed you know it's going to be sellouts everywhere he goes so it's kind of like you know seeing like the Beatles go on tour um so it's going to be really cool it's going to be really exciting and then obviously we get to see the best player in the world play you're you're going to get to see him in person um you've got season tickets and you bought extra ones too I probably won't because I'm not going to pay those prices that they are now you don't want to sell your house and get one ticket yeah, so I'm gonna have to probably wait, <laughs> wait till like next year, or the you know when things calm down a bit. Um, but uh, either way, it's still gonna be cool to see him week in and week out playing that much. Hopefully, he stays healthy, he doesn't get loaned out, and everything goes according to plan. And it's true. And then one last thing before we jump into our angry se- segment of the day, um, you know, one thing that one of my friends uh, uh, told me about it too. He's like, you know, we were talking about the whole Messi saga and. He's like, man, now he's going to make me... He's like, now I got to watch the MLS. And I was like, damn, like... And then I thought about it. I was like, how many people are now going to tune in into MLS? Yeah. Think about it, David. Like, you have Argentina. You have the, um, you know, Barcelona fans that, you know, still follow Messi. You have the Messi fans. You have, you know, people that are just curious uh, to be able to watch uh, Messi play with Apple TV. That makes it um, easy, uh, easy access for you to see it, you know? Because with Ronaldo, like, you can only really see highlights, Right. So that that part kind of sucks for um, people that you know like Ronaldo and you know are Ronaldo fans. But for Messi, I mean, that's if he gets a, some revenue at the uh, at the uh, Apple Apple Plus, man, that's 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 just gonna go crazy, man. The thing about their Instagram account went from one, I think, one million to five million or something like that. Yeah, overnight. like <laughs> in, within twenty four hours. That's crazy, that, it's, man. It's crazy. That's the kind of power that he has. His his name. His his. He's a global athlete. So it's, 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 you know, when Beckham came, it was huge. This is way bigger. He's coming when any team in the world would sign Messi right now. He's coming at the top of his game. Uh, I mean, he's 35, but he'll be 36 by the time he comes here. But he's still tearing it up, and um, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. And if, like what you said, all the new people that come to MLS, even after Messi leaves, if you even retain you know, half of that or some of that percentage, you still grew the game dramatically. Yeah, for sure. That so, is for sure. Wow. So that's the good news. Now let's go into the bad news. David, so, why did we stay up for this game? <laughs> yeah, the game, we <laughs> stayed up to at least, well, I guess it's better than us losing, but we played LAFC <sighs> uh, uh, yesterday. Game was at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so it finished uh, into the next day. Um and game tied, 0-0. I'm going to go to the key moments of the match. All right, I'm done. 
<laughs> Key moment was Brad Guzan. Yeah. Guzan. He's Brad Guzan stood on his head after what he did last, you know, last game to to do what he did. He's the only reason that we didn't lose this game two or three zero. He's big. He's tall. The ball. He's bald. He's, he's a... big. He's tall. He's a. Yes, he got it. Yeah, dude. Hey, it's, it, uh, first five ten minutes looked looked promising, and then it didn't. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's. I mean, you know, one thing I think. First of all, you know, I think a lot of people owe maybe us as well. Oh, Brandon apology. You know, I mean, he did have a bad game last, but he did redeem himself with uh, nine. Um, I think they called it eight saves. Um, um, in this game, man, he he definitely played his uh, his butt off this game, and you know, proved it was vintage. You know, like a lot of people are saying, vintage Brad, and saved us from you know from zero from one point from having zero points to one. Because uh, if it wasn't for him, dude, it, this this would have been over. <laughs> uh, you're you're exactly right, and uh, throughout the game, I mean, I could really only think of one good chance that Atlanta had and that was late in the game when Fortune came in which he should have scored that um, but obviously LAFC should have definitely scored they had so much of the ball in our final third it was ridiculous uh, we could not play out of their press I've said this time and time again Atlanta plays the worst against teams that put pressure when we're trying to play out the back and LAFC and St. And St. Louis are one of the best teams that do it in the league uh, that's why the re- is the reason they score so many goals and Abner, what is the definition of insanity? Uh, the defi- the uh, that definition is when you try something, you think it's gonna work, and then you try it again and think it's gonna work, and you try it again and think it's gonna work. Um, exactly. <laughs> this is what happened. We kept playing out the back, even though we couldn't play out the back. And I don't know how many opportunities we gave him where we just turned over the ball in our own defensive third. And, you know, a lot of this comes from, we talked about the last week when Brad, Brad, the reason why that Brad passed the ball to uh, Carl's heel is because he's trying to play out the back, right? Mm-hmm. And that comes from Pineda. And I've said this time and time again, because we have a bunch of meaningless p- possession for most of these games. Like, why are you putting your, your team under pressure constantly? I'm not saying you completely abandon it, but let them breathe for a while. Send some balls over the top. Let them kind of come to you and you hit them on the counter. But we just kept playing, trying to play out the back. I mean, if, I, I think except for like the last couple of minutes of the game or when LAFC really took over and we were pinned back for a while. But it's just like, I don't understand why Pineda doesn't switch it up and do something different when clearly it's not working. Yeah, definitely, David. I definitely agree with that. And also, like, if you're going to lose the ball, right? And of course, you know, these guys obviously are not intentionally trying to lose the ball there. But if you're having this, if you're struggling to get it out of the back, would you rather kick it up a 50 50 ball um, and try to win it up there or just lose it right on your uh, defensive third? Like, that to me doesn't make sense, you know. Um, what, you know, what I used to, you know, we used to be taught um, is when to get out of pressure, like, just kick it out. Get your shape, get your guys together, make sure everybody's doing their job, get doing their role. All right, here we know the attack is coming, but we can see it from afar. Not when it's like right then and there, top of the 18, we're losing the ball and everybody's looking frantic. And it's yeah. like, who, who's gonna? There was one where um, I forgot, uh, number 99 dribble right down the middle, and Miles and Purata kind of like because it was a turnover right off, and nobody stepped to the ball, it gave them all that time to shoot, and luckily. Yeah. And luckily, David, like, 
this was a save. I mean, it was a great save. I mean, it was a it was a save, nonetheless. But it was right at Brad, right? It was coming with with a lot of power, and it, it was you know the ball was uh, turning a little bit. Um, but if that goes to the right to the left, I mean, you're gonna you're asking a lot of the Brad to make that save. And I, dude, I I felt bad for Brad because I felt like he was. He was ta- trying to tell Coach Pineda. He was trying to talk to his players. He was yelling. He was like, like but uh, they, he, they didn't give him any help, man. They did not give him any help whatsoever. That right. was frustrating. Yeah, definitely frustrating. And then you're you're also turning the ball against the worst team to turn the ball over to. You got killers up there. For, for, you got Buanga, Opoku. Uh, I mean, Carlos Velas came on off the bench. Uh, we talked about how they just lost in the Champions League final. So... I was interesting to see what kind of lineup they were gonna play. So, you know, uh, they 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 had I, I would say probably like 70, 75 percent of the starters, but they had Carlos Vela on the bench, that uh, Kaylin Acosta on the bench, uh, Chiellini was on the bench. So, you know, this was a time to steal three points, and we were lucky we really stole one point. And we've talked about this before. Normally, under normal circumstances, you'd be okay with this result, but we're not taking care of business at home. So we need to pick up three points um, on the road at some point, which is the hardest thing to do in MLS. Um, but this game, I mean, we had zero shots, dude. Zero shots on target. That's horrible. Uh, Pineda, did, I guess he didn't listen to our podcast because he still started Etienne instead of Tyler Wolf. <laughs> um, and he kept Etienne on the on that side and on the same side. On the left side, he kept Arruja on the right. I wanted to see, you know, if he wasn't going to start Tyler Wolf, maybe switch them and see how that worked. Didn't try that, but we did see Wiley came in in the 81st minute, so I think uh, we can pretty much safe assume that he's he's back to 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 play. He can play a full 90 minutes. Um, but other than that, I mean, the rest is just on the the team and the tactics. Um, you know, I, I I said in the chat we were talking that this isn't a team; it's a collection of players. It doesn't feel like this team is united, that we have good chemistry, even though we're called Light United. I think everybody, their mind, except for a few players, are are elsewhere. Yeah, man. You know, and then, you know, speaking about the game, uh, it's just like, you know, like you said, the, um, they just lost a big, you know, a big tournament. You know, it was a big game that they lost. So you think they were going to come with the heads down. Not much. They look like they needed the three points. And we look like the team that just lost a championship game uh, going into that game. Uh, yeah. So it, it's frustrating, man. It's, it's definitely frustrating. Um, I, had, I saw this. Uh, it was a picture of the, saying, like, you know, Etienne's time is due. Etienne's time is due. Meaning, like, okay, how many time, how many chances are we going to give this guy? You know, we expected him to be a big impact player. Um, he's had a couple games here and there. But honestly, David, like like you said, I, I think it's just time to switch that up. I think next game, um, you know, obviously for – probably for you know um rest issues or however you want to call it you know i'm, I'm assuming caleb riley is going to start i'm assuming tyler wolf should start um in there as or one or the other should start in there um for at the end um to give us because dude it's it, and it's not just at the end you know he's just had a bad run of games um uh, where he, he's not producing or he's not that player that we thought he was going to be right so that's frustrating just like arujo as well you know we thought you know he was going to be the big you know big game uh, big game player coming in, but dude, like there was no, I don't, I don't even think I can name one player that had a decent game <laughs> or, you know, had at least yeah. a, a, you know, Sosa. I mean, sorry. Um, 
Uh, Rosetto and Ibarra got yellow cards early, so they're aggressive and kind of toned off, and they just got destroyed in the middle, uh, leaving Amada to defend a lot of the times. Really, you yeah, saw even, Amada. Even, uh, <laughs> even, yeah, he did, Amada didn't have a good game either. I mean, I, I couldn't remember a time where we strung three passes together that wasn't, you know, across the back line in our defensive end. Yeah, we did. You didn't see the warm-ups? <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time. But yeah, um, you know, it, it, the games throughout the season, I've, 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 I've watched games, I was like, oh man, you know, we're a better team. We should, we just, you know, like, uh, we're a better team. We just lost focus. We gave up a chance on the, uh, against the run of play. And, um, you know, they tied it or we lost it. But I, every time I watched the game, I was like, but we're the better team. Watching this game, I could say for 100%, LAFC is a better team than us. And then when I think about the, the MLS as a whole, this is not uh, what I would consider a top tier team right now. I think the spot we're in in, in the in the in the East is probably where we belong. Honestly, we're in fifth place um, with twenty five points, and I think the best we can hope for this season is to try to get a fourth spot so we get a home home playoff game. And the worst would be obviously you know we miss the playoffs, and then what would, what I would consider mediocre is if we actually get one of those playing spots that's that's eight and nine. Yeah, man, something's got to happen. We definitely got to turn this around. Um, it's, I mean, really the story of the of the game was Brad Guzan, and that's it. I mean, LASC, I think, definitely is the better team. They didn't have even their full starters. They came off a short rest and week. We rested for a whole week. Uh, David, we can go into it so, so on, so on, but... It's just to a point where, um, what was that? What was that saying you said? Um, it's not a. It's a collection of. Uh, yeah, it's not a team. It's a collection of players. Exactly, bingo. And I just think, um, yeah, we're gonna have to do something, man, because this is this is not it. This is not Atlanta United. This is not the that Atlanta United. Even like when we had the bad teams that, you know, at least fought for something. You know, like fought for that um, the team, or you know, it, it it looked very. It looked like we were the tired team. And it, it was weird. Like, I don't know why. And yes, we're playing LAFC. Yes, we're playing the reigning champions. Yes, we're away. But you got to give something. <laughs> you got to, oh, yeah. you know, you got to give something. It, it was frustrating, dude. I, the whole game, I'm just like, man, like when it got to about the 60th minute, I was like, man, these next 30 minutes, are we're just going to be defending and just yeah, trying to. And we were, we were under pressure <laughs> for 30. I mean, we were under pressure for such a long time. Um, but yeah, man, it something has to change, and hopefully the summer transfer window we make some big moves. I wonder if Arujo is now regretting it. He's like, ah, oh, dude, I had a chance to play on the same field as Messi, and now I don't. <laughs> Dude, imagine that. That's crazy. <laughs> He's like, hey, I want to cancel my contract now. I'm like, nah, nah, you're good. Keep, you can go. You can find another MLS club if you want to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me uh, let me go through the match stats here. So uh, possession was even 50-50-50. Um, Expected goals for LFC were 2.30 to our 0.75. And this is the craziest stat of them all. LFC had 22 shots, eight on target, to our four shots in total, zero on target. Um, that's crazy. That we had eight shots towards the goal, in, like hit the goal, like we either Brad or a defender on the way, and there was no goal scored for them. That shows what a game Brad had, but also... How do you, I mean, you, you cannot, you're not going to win game. You're not going to tie games or win them at, at the very least if you if you put up those kind of stats for your opponent. Um, So, I mean, it is what it is. 
we just got to move on to the next one and hope we see an improvement. But at this point, you know, I, it's, it's, we're going to be at home next, so we really need three points there. So this We got to do something, or Pineda's got to change the taxes up, tactics up. But I think he's one of those coaches that's pretty stubborn and wants to stick to his stick to his ways. Yeah, man. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't see no change. We haven't seen a change now. We're already like halfway through the season. Uh, we're not going to see anything, man. I, I, unless like, you know, there's a big injury or something like that, which, you know, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But yeah, yeah uh, we just got to find some players that want to fight. And we got to fight. We got to fight. We got to find that. Um, fight and win. And win. <laughs> we <laughs> just got to, um, you know, find that. Find that energy that we had the first five games, man. Like, honestly, yeah. like, we got to get that back. I feel like we lost it. I feel like we're in a slump. Another tie, um, you know, that should feel like a win, but it definitely didn't. And, you know, I have a feeling we're going to have a, a tie that's going <laughs> to should have felt like a loss or something. Um, right. Anyways, uh, we have Saturday, 730. You're going to be there, right? Yeah, I got, I got a guy that's hooking me up with tickets. And what you do for those tickets? Uh, I can't say it on this podcast. It's a family, <laughs> it's a family podcast. But yeah, I'll be there. Admir, thank you for your tickets. I knew course, there was man. a reason you're my favorite cousin. <laughs> uh, hey, y'all heard yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All my other uh, cousins don't listen to this podcast, okay? <laughs> oh, wow. No support. Uh, but, but Atlanta United is going to be going off against our good old friends. DC United, we're going to be <sighs> back at the bends. Uh so our head-to-head between DCs, we got eight wins and we've got six losses. So got a slight edge there. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but we're in fifth place with 25 points um, in the East. DC United, who's also in the East, remember guys, they're in seventh place with 23 points. So if they win, if they beat us, they jump us in the playoff spot. Um, even, you know, if we tie, we'd be, uh, you know, I'm sure other teams are gonna jump us anyways. So with obviously we we said this last week and the week before, we need three points, especially at home. If we don't get three points here, uh, the the future is not bright for the rest of the season, and we're gonna be struggling to even just make the playoffs. Um, DC is coming off of a two win against Inter Miami. Speaking of them, in Miami, so you know they they're coming off of that. Um, some of their players to watch out for they got Christian Benteke, who's been looking pretty good. He's got eight goals. Uh, Mateos Klitsch, Klitsch, or Klitsch, he was playing with Leeds this year. It's kind of crazy that he's playing for DC United. Mm. Um, and uh, we, obviously we got Yamil Assad's there, but he's he's been coming off the bench. We got Steve Birnbaum, who's a, 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 a journeyman who's been defending a long time. Donovan Pires is one of their players that's been playing really well, too, in the back line. Uh, so, you know, DC, we've always, we've always had tough games with them. Um, we got Wayne Rooney coming into town, um, but we need to we need to get these these three points for sure and put them under pressure. And for the love of God, stop making <laughs> silly mistakes. Oh, dude, it's, it's it, that's another thing, man. It's just mistakes are just killing us. It, it's it's killer, right? Um, dude, it's it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a tough game. I don't think it's you know, um, especially now that I think we're kind of realizing that on paper. We have a great team, right? You look at it, you're like, man, this is a great team. And then when we see his play, we're like, man, what's going on? You know, I think a lot of teams would be wanting to have the players that we have, and we just can't connect it. So, yeah, I think, I think, like, you know, like those hopes of, I mean, I always hope we're gonna win, but it's kind of sometimes like, ugh, 
you know, it's going to be one of those, uh, one of those close games that we may have to, um, um, we may have to now be get used to until <laughs> we get our rhythm back. Yeah, no kidding. I, the, the, I mean, the last game that we had it easy was when we beat Colorado 4-0, which is our last win. Um, it'd be nice to have a, just an easy, simple win, but it's, it's it's very rare to see that now. It seems like it's always a dogfight. Um, but so lineup changes. I mean, the only thing I really see happening is Caleb Wiley will probably get the start. At the end, he'll get on the bench. Um, and then other than that, I think everything else stays the same. Maybe, I, I, I know I had said this last week, and I, I guess I, I, was, I read it wrong, but um, Alonso didn't travel uh, with the team. Um, so he stayed. He stayed at in Atlanta. Um, the coach didn't want him to, you know, be sitting on a plane that long, and his, you know his his leg be sitting stiff. So uh, they decided just to keep him there. But uh, he should be in the 18, I would think, for this upcoming game. And we'll see if he's able to finally get into the game. I doubt he starts. Um, but uh, you know, I think that's another player to add to our depth. But other than that, I mean, we have all our players. Like, everyone is back. There's no injuries. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's 90 minutes match fit ready. There really is no excuses at this point. Especially being at home. Yeah, David. There are no excuses. We're at home. Like, let's you know, let's get let's get it together. I think the line of changes. I think we already kind of discussed a little bit of that. Um, yeah, it's just you know, we're gonna continue playing the back. That's just that's just how we are. Uh, what's costing us by doing that is just mistakes. But I just hope they kind of realize, like, hey, look, guys, like, we don't always gotta play out of the back. If if we have to send one to have gg5 for it let's just send one let's regroup and let's get back to yeah. our style because our style is always going to be that that's what coach wants and that's what's going to be but there's sometimes where you gotta you gotta make some adjustments uh throughout the game you gotta make some adjustments and you know to the the personnel that we have um i know i don't know if you saw that um when gg had a little i mean it feels like every week he's got a knock i mean that dude does get hit a lot uh, i mean he puts his body on the line that yeah. his, like you mentioned his playing style have gg5 for it he's a fighter man and that's what i that's what people what i and other fans love about it that he's fighting for every ball and he does such a good job at holding the ball up that it provides so much support for our team to catch our breath and you know push up further up the field but yeah, it's it, it, it's, ta- it's very taxing on his body, and that's why depth is really important. Because I I doubt he can play ninety minutes week in week out for the rest of the season. You know. Yeah, man. And, <laughs> but see, at the, at the same time, like you know, um, we gotta find a complimenting striker because he's he's gonna have yeah. you know we can't play him you know ninety minutes here, ninety minutes there. Luckily. <sighs> After this game, we don't play for a while um, to the 21st. It's going to be a Wednesday with the international break coming up with uh, Mexico and U.S. playing next Thursday. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a big game. But I'm getting a little ahead. But what I'm trying to get to is, you know, I think the, within that gap, I think we got to figure out, um, okay, what are, what are we going to, you know, what are we going to strengthen up? Are we going to straighten up our defense? Are we going to straighten up the the offense, midfield? Uh, we know Arujo's going now, but we have, we have two players capable of doing uh, that job in Caleb Wiley and Wolf. Um, but how, how else are you going to help this team to find that rhythm? And that's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm interested to see what, what we do going forward. Uh, but going to this game, uh, David, I, <laughs> we, we respond, but I feel like it's a, it's a respond for a little bit. And then we go back to our old ways. Um, 
mistakes are going to happen. That it happens in sports. It happens in every game. But to minimize those those mistakes is by sometimes just you know adjusting your your game plan. So I'm hoping um, I'm hoping Wolf gets a start. I'm hoping Wiley gets a start. Uh, maybe say, sit Etienne. Um, I don't think he sits Arujo. I don't know why, but no, that yeah, dude, that won't. dude, that dude was running like he was. You know, he reminded me like when you're a coach and you're playing against. You know, you have your, you're coaching younger kids, mm-hmm. and the coach is out there. Of course, he's going to be better than the kids, but he's not doing anything with it. He's just dribbling around and doing nonsense. And I just yeah. felt like that's, that's what he did yesterday. Um, didn't get you know it, it, some of the uh, moves, some of the it, 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 it was bad. It was bad overall. And um, he needs to be he needs to be more simple with the ball sometimes. Yeah, but know? I mean, David, at, at this point, <laughs> uh, at this point, he is. You got two games. You know, you got two games. You got yeah. this Saturday and Wednesday. And, and hey, thank you. Give it. Give us. Give me that number ten back. Let's give it to someone that's actually mm-hmm. worth you know worth wearing it. Um, I don't think there's anybody worth wearing it for now. Um, since Amaron, uh, obviously, I, I think Amala can wear, but I think he's happy with his, you know, number and everything. But um, yeah, dude, let's, right. you know, let's. I'm just hoping, you know, he did come off. It looks like it was a hamstring issue, so I, I haven't seen any injury reports on him or anything like that. Uh, but we came some up. Maybe it was a cramp. I'm not too sure, but he was limping a little bit, so maybe he doesn't start. And maybe you know, it'd be crazy. We saw Gigi Amada, and then we see Wolf and Wiley on each side yeah. and that that would be i, I think would, that would be I a would beautiful dynamic because david yeah. at the end there was one uh there was one particular play that i saw with uh at the end had the ball and Gutman made that run and he didn't play him and he lost the ball he doesn't track back who's got to track yeah. back Gutman yeah. had to make that run all the way back and then and then there was one where amada had to track back too because was all the way up and amada had to come back and play deep yeah so like that that whole dynamic yeah. doesn't work I like I Wiley the, and um, I like Wiley and Goodman there, or Wiley and Wolf oh. there, or Wiley yeah, and uh, I, I, Wolf and I Goodman. feel so sorry for Brooks Ludden and Goodman because they're like you mentioned. There's so many times they they have to make runs all the way to the opponent's 18 and back to our 18 to defend, and they're they're making that one you said. Yeah, they made a run. He's looking for the ball. At the end, turns it over, so the momentum's taking Goodman forward, and then boom, every, him and Etienne are out of position. And Gutman's the one having to come back. And it happens to Brooks Lennon all the time when Arruja turns the ball over after he just made a run forward. Um, and the thing is, the difference where you see with Etienne than Wiley, Wiley gets down line and get and smacks a ball across the, the six. Etienne never does that. He always cuts in. So you're risking you losing the ball and you being out of position. And you and then you just run into players. Like him, um, him and Arujo both cut in. And they just clog everything. So we need to get down on the end line and smack the ball across there, and then anything could happen when you when you put chaos into the 18. Exactly. Amijo, so uh, <laughs> last win I mentioned was May 17th, 4-0 against Colorado. So if we don't win this game, we'll be going on a month without a win. Um, or you, if you want to look on the positive note, we're unbeaten since May 14th. So <laughs> either way you want to spin it, uh, we can't win, but we're also not losing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, what, what do you? What's your prediction for this game, Mijo? Uh, dude, I, I, I'm gonna go with a tie. <laughs> I'm gonna go with like three two. Three two. Hey, this will be a high scoring one. 
I think so, man. Our it defense, makes sense we, with the guy. We, we, we allow the most goals and we score the most goals. So, I mean, why 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 wouldn't we? Here's <laughs> the thing. If if we if we take control of games early like we're supposed to, we're not going to concede that many first. goals. Yeah, if we don't if we score the first goal first, there's I, I'm pretty sure there's a crazy stat out there of how often we're gonna win games. But on the flip side, there's a crazy stat that if we let in the first goal, we're almost always gonna lose or at least like maybe get a tie, but we we hardly ever win those. So it's so important, especially with this kind of playing style. We've gotta get that first goal. You get that first goal, you don't gotta throw as many numbers forward. You can sit back a little bit, have more possession without having to constantly be trying to create chances. Um, and then that forces the other team to come out, and boom, you can get the second, you can get the third, and that makes life a whole lot easier. So I think in this case, we're going to take care of business. We're going to get a goal early, and I think we're going to uh, win it 2-0. Um, but DC United is going to have some opportunities towards the end of the game for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got 2-0, uh, Atlanta United. Zero. Okay, 2-0, you know, I like it. You're going to be there, so hopefully you're our lucky charm. Um, if you, uh, When you get to my seats, if you uh, put your hand under the seat, you'll find a handle <laughs> of, uh, of uh, whiskey uh, or yeah. Jack. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you're going to need it, especially watching Atlanta United this year. So. <laughs> hey, yeah, I wonder, yeah, I we should do that. Start taping it somewhere. Imagine, that'd little, be crazy. Uh, a little secret <laughs> compartment. <laughs> who, you, uh, who are you taking? Uh, so my wife is going to Cabo tomorrow on a bachelorette trip and uh, my little brother and my mom are in California uh, for a little graduation party there too so the only but the only person left here is me and my dad so oh, nice. I'm gonna take so I'm gonna take him so it'll just be me and him so that'll be fun oh, nice. okay yeah that'd be here he should enjoy it. those seats are nice I don't know if he sat there before yeah but... and for the love of God they better not open the roof Oh god, yeah, that's the worst part. I doubt it. I hope not. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a seven thirty game, so it's gonna be it too bad. Not bad if they do, but it's just yeah. the humidity, dude. It doesn't matter yeah, if the sun goes down. It's gonna make everything so warm. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, they keep it closed. Yeah, I'll definitely be watching. Um, you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be at a baby shower, um, and uh, my buddy's got a nice little theater room downstairs. So I told him, nice. Um, he better uh he better provide me with excellent service uh yeah. vip service since i'm missing out the game because uh, technically he's missing out the game too so <laughs> we're both yeah. kind of lucked out yeah for him to get out of the baby shower yeah that was never happening we were trying to leave early to make the game i was like dude it's not gonna happen Your wife's not gonna yeah. let you you know my, <laughs> wife, my wife's not gonna i'm not gonna be like hey all right i'm leaving with uh, andrew to the game yeah it's not gonna happen yeah. it's cool you know like i said I'm, I'm glad about it you know i'm able to you know give other people the tickets and for them to go and enjoy it you know that's dope so i'm sure i hope you and have a great time man it's definitely gonna be a, a you know i'm hoping hoping i swear if you if we win like five zero i might just have y'all sit there yeah um, for the that. rest of the season so you know till we lose i guess but if we lose yeah i'm never giving you tickets again um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i appreciate me hold the next next beers on me whenever we hang out all right oh yeah man it'll be soon it'll be soon Got some cabin ooh, ooh. fever. Oh yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, all right, Mijo. Anything else uh, you want to add? Um, yeah, man. Hey, guys, look. Don't get discouraged. It happens. It's, this is the MLS. You got to understand. There's only two teams that have taken points away from LAFC, and we're one of them. 
Um, thanks to Brad. Thanks a lot to Brad. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Brad. Uh, really, really appreciate you, Brad. Uh, goose, goose, goose. You're the man. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's that's all I really gotta say about that game. Uh, so let's not get discouraged. Let's keep let's keep um, you know providing the support. Keep loving the game. Keep loving the team. And uh, let's get loud. Let's get proud. And you guys already know it. You know it's game time when it comes down to the ATL to uh, play Atlanta United. Yeah, well said, Abner. And I forgot to mention, but my little brother was actually at the game yesterday in, in L.A. So um, he was there with his Atlanta United jersey. So he had a good time, even though, you know, we obviously didn't play that well. But yeah, man, we uh, hopefully we get out of this slump. We get three points, and hopefully that starts uh, momentum. It snowballs. But let's go, ATL. Let's get this win. We out of here. Peace, y'all. Hey, up.